yes, 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 people. It's Monday, which means we're gonna recap everything that went down at the weekend. We had UFC, we had Submission Underground. <laughs> so, a lot to talk about, people. So, let's get on. What? Well, 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 man, that was a, we had some crazy fights, we had some quick fights, and at the last minute we had some shit, right, you thought everything was going off smoothly, you know what I mean, a couple of people missed weight, but other than that, everything was intact, then last minute, we lose Ion Cutalabra because he tests positive for COVID, which is interesting because I thought he'd already tested positive like before, and that's why that, that fight was originally, you know, moved. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like, did he have it before or, or not? You know what I mean? Because I didn't think you could get it twice. So, yeah, confused. But, yeah, we lost the fight, man. We lost the fight. But, yeah, those first, what, like, four fights were insane. Were insane. The prelims. Jesus. You know, so we started off with Mallory Martin against Hannah Cypher. And, you know what I mean? Coming in, Cypher was on a, I think it was a free fight, it could have been a four fight losing streak So you knew she needed something man, she needed something right um, But you know this fight, like Martin was mad just like calm up in there You know, she had the reach advantage so yeah she was all good, you know, Cypher was trying to come in, and Martin was picking her off with the jab, everything, Cypher did manage to um, get in occasionally, land a hook, you know, eat a couple, but she got in, did a little damage, you know, then out of nowhere, suddenly, boom, she hits that big right hand, whoa, Martin goes down, and it's just like, oh my god, could this be it for Cypher, could she be right in the ship, and she followed her down and landed some ground and pound, whoa, you know what I mean, it's all looking good, now Martin, you know what I mean, she's not a pushover, so she was throwing those legs up, you know, it looked like she was locking in a triangle and Cypher just picks her up and slams her through the mat. <laughs> you know what I mean? Which was just like, oh, fucking hell. <laughs> oh, man. And, and the thing was, like, sometimes you see people do that, but they lock themselves in, you know what I mean, to the, to the position. But it wasn't fully on. You know what I mean? Cypher did the right thing there. Um, so she's hitting some more ground and pound. Cypher then go. I mean, Martin goes for something else. And again, Cypher picks her up and slams her. Yo, know, Cypher really came hot. Ended that round real good. You know what I mean? She was just like, yo, 
I have come to win. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, second round starts, and this time, Martin ain't fucking. She comes in straight away and just basically bum rushes Cypher, gets her to the ground. You know what I mean? Um, like Cypher tried, she tried to stay up, you read, but yeah, Martin was able to get that, you know, get it to the ground. Um, you know, she landed some ground and pound, got on mount, dropped some elbows, and Cypher, like, what can you do? You know what I mean? You don't want to eat those elbows, so Cypher turned. And as she's turning, Martin just slips that arm underneath. So, you know what I mean? It, she's basically got the rear naked locked even before Cypher is just fully on her hands and knees. You know what I mean? So she then goes back. She's got that rear naked in. Cypher can't do anything. And she has to tap. Which is so bittersweet. I did feel bad for Cypher. You're right. I felt so bad for her. But it was just like, God damn. Man, I, I think she needs a break. She needs to take some months off and just really work on that, you know, jujitsu defense. Because these are positions that you can get out of. You know what I mean? But, yeah, she just hasn't got that, you know, jiu-jitsu IQ. So, uh, man, she should go, like, man, I don't know, go to Dana Hadef squad, go to Matt Sarah, you know what I mean? Some spot like that, go with, you know, Kenny Florian, just one of these motherfuckers, and just live and breathe jiu-jitsu for a while. Just get the fundamentals down, you know what I mean? But, um, yeah, great win for Martin. Great win for Martin. So, um, hey, we stuck with the, um, you know, strawweight division. And our next fight was Pollyanna Viana against Emily Whitmore. Now, Whitmore has, you know, she changed gyms. She's now down with um, Syndicate. So, Big John Woods, the head coach. And you've seen what he's done with fighters. You know what I mean? Like, he's he's done some wonders with Marcin Tabora. You know what I mean? Like, he he can really work on people's games. And at Syndicate, she's able to train with some really good, you know, female talent. So, I, I was thinking that, yo, this could be the thing that turns Whitmore's game around. And she came, you know what I mean? She came to the Octagon Focused, man, she was intense. And, and when they when that started, her and Vienna just went in. I mean, there was no feeling out. They were throwing down. Whitmore was throwing in some good kicks, so she looked like she had the edge, right? So, but they clinch up, clinch up, fighting for position. Vienna. She, she's got the body lock and she goes for a throw But Whitmore's able to ride that momentum, end up on top Which you're thinking, yo, great, 
right? So she's, you know, throwing down some shots. But Viana is fucking sneaky. So she was trying to lock down the arm and she's moving the legs up, right? Which, uh, you know what I mean? At that point, Whitmore probably should have changed her position. She didn't. But I get it, you know what I mean, you you feel, look, I know what she's going to do, I can get around it, you know what I mean, it's fine And so Viana threw the legs up, now Whitmore tried, right, she moved her, her position slightly Went to put her knee, you know, in Viana's face to try and, you know what I mean, make her uncomfortable But Viana is just fucking savvy and yeah, she she locked up that armbar. She then was able to rotate them both. So now Whitmore is kind of on the side, which then puts pressure on the arm, and Whitmore had to tap pretty quick. Bam! It, it just shows the levels. And Pollyanna Viana, her jujitsu is legit. So, yeah, again, felt bad for Whitmore, Whitmire, even. Um, it was a tough loss. But, you know what I mean? Like, she'll be back, right? Her biggest thing is the fact she she doesn't fight that regularly, you know, due to injuries and whatnot. So, if she can now get onto a vein where she's fighting regularly, if she can get in another couple of fights this year, just being inside the octagon is going to give her a better feeling for these sort of positions, but huge win for Vienna, and be interesting to see who, um, you know what I mean, just her and Martin, like, who they fight next, hey, a fight between the two of them would be fun, right, yeah, that would be fun for sure, so we then, we go to the men's welterweight division I don't say the men's welterweight, it's only, it's not a women's welterweight Just say the welterweight division, wow Okay, so we had Christian Aguilera, the beast Against Sean Brady This fight, man, they were throwing bombs from the, you know, from the start like, no one was taking a step back. It it was a pretty crazy in there. And they were both landing big shots. You know, I'd say, probably say Brady's, you know, he, he's boxing, his stand-up was probably a little crisper. Probably a little crisper. And he was throwing some real good combinations. Um, Aguilera was landing some big hooks. You know what I mean? A couple of big overhands. So it was uh, it was very close, right? Very close. But Brady gets a um man, like I think it was Aguilera threw a hook, landed a hook, but then Brady ate it and hit a takedown just at the end of the round. So hits a takedown, gets him down, lands a few shots before the round ends. Right, so second round starts, and um, yeah, you know, again, it's back and forth, slinging. Agliera throws a kick, Brady avoids it, and just hits a takedown. 
hits a takedown. He's landing ground and pound, looking to get on mount. Aguilera's fighting it, right? Aguilera's fighting it. But in the, um, you know, in the back and forth and whatnot, Brady grabs the neck. Grabs the neck, he's looking for that guillotine. Aguilera, oh man, it was looking like it could be serious. Aguilera spins, does the right thing, spins, avoids it. But Brady doesn't let go. See, a lot of times a dude will let go, then you move somewhere else, right? Or they'll then try and transition into something else. Brady isn't. He's just like, nah, I'm coming home with this, man. So he's just got the neck. He alters his position and he's squeezing. He ends up in mount and he's squeezing. You can just see Aguilera fighting, fighting. Suddenly, Aguilera just stops. Yeah, he's out. He's out fucking cold. It was just like, whoa. Whoa, Sean fucking Brady, man. Brady's legit. Brady in his next fight. I'm saying he, he's going to be fighting someone in that top 15. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, we got to see Brady against someone, someone higher up. See, you know, just see how that all fits together, right? Um, you know what, Mike Perry would be, yeah, that'd be an interesting one, right, that'd be an interesting one, but, um, yeah, Sean Brady, he is making noise right now, so, we then go to the men's featherweight division, and it's, um, Alex Carreras is fighting, and you know really this is his third opponent. Third opponent. And Austin Springer, he came in five and a half pounds heavy, which was very concerning. Very concerning, you know. But hey, we'll see what we see, right? Now the crazy thing about it is Cazares has shaved his head. And it's so weird seeing him without the throw. You know what I mean? It was just like, yo, who the fuck is this? <laughs> and you wonder, right? Because I do feel the throw was giving him some protection from knees and shit. So it's just like, okay, how is this gonna go now, right? But yo, he came in looking mad loose. So uh yeah, it was it was an interesting one, right? So as the fight starts, Springer, he's um looking for that calf, right? Landing some calf kicks. But Cesaris, you know, he's he's just keeping calm. You know, he's throwing out that jab, goes high with a head kick, which doesn't land completely clean, but yo, it definitely wobbles Springer. Um now, with the stand-up, Cazares is, he is very crisp. Like, Springer is swinging his shots. So, it's easy for Cazares to avoid them. And Cazares is just throwing them stiff down the middle and just landing all the time. You know? Um, 
so Springer, he comes, tries to shoot. Kazaris, he stuffs it pretty easy. And it's such a quick transition to the back. So fast. And just like Mallory Martin, he snakes that arm underneath the neck pretty much instantly. Falls back. He's got the rear naked. And Springer can only tap. You know, he has nothing else. So, yeah, pretty quick. Pretty quick, easy win for Cazares, which, you know, this is what he, like, you felt, yes, this is what he needs to do, right? But, yeah, with, with the, with the you know, Springer coming in so heavy, there's always, it's always a worry. But, yeah, Cazares racks up another win, and, you know... He's definitely been looking pretty slick of late. So, yeah, I'd be interested to see how things go with the next fight, right? Um, So, then we jump all the way up to the middleweight division. And we got Alessio De Circo against Zach Cummings. So, this was um, this was an interesting one. Right, so I'd say De Sergio was, yo, he was landing well. You know, he was putting in a lot of work early. And it's not until he throws the head kick, right, that lands. And you think, oh, that was kind of clean, right, that, you know, Cummings kind of wakes up, right? He, after the head kick, he seems to be like, oh, yeah, I'm in a fight. And we see him... You know, then starting to land and everything towards the end of the round, though. You know, like they're clinching up and everything. But yeah, the Sirico, he just seemed to be controlling it. He just had the edge. Now the second round, Cummings came back into it. You know, he and he's doing a lot better getting off, um, and landing his shots. So, I'd probably say coming into the third, it's one all, right? Now, the third round. Oh, this was interesting, right? The, the third round was interesting. Because, I don't know, like, they're going back and forth. But, yeah, Cummings is, um, you know, he's moving forward. He's landing the jab. He's putting shots together well. And at the end, that huge head kick that puts friggin' the Serco down. Now, that was crazy. Like, because you didn't know. You didn't know what was happening, right? Had, you know, was it stopped? Because, you know, the Serco was knocked out. Because he, man, he was slow getting up, right? But no, like, they just said, no, it's fine. So it went to the judges, but yeah, Cummings got the win. Got the win. Um, I think it was like 29-27. I think he got a 10-8 in the third, which makes sense, right? That makes sense. You know, because I'd probably, as I said, it was 1-1 going into that round. But then, 
yeah, Cummings just clearly won that round and put the <laughs> put put the emphasis on it at the end with that kick. <sighs> oh my! So the last fight of the prelims was Maki Patoli against Impa Kasanai. And yo, this was an interesting one because you know, Kasanga, he had seven fights coming in. Now he looked very impressive in that last contender series fight. Yo, especially after losing the first round and just changing up the game plan, you know, changing things up and really coming for it. So. Yeah, you're just like, oh, but how's he going to do against, like, Pitoli? He's already had a few fights in the UFC. He's had more fights just in general. You know, how's this one going to go, right? So, I think this fight really just showed that, you know, Kasanginga is, he's a good fighter. He's a real good fighter. The first round... I think Patoli was probably the more active, but Kasanga, he landed the more concussive shots, and he had Patoli in trouble a few times, you know, but then after that, the second and the third round, Kasanga just controlled those rounds, you know, rocking, rocking Patoli hard in the third, I think it was the third, Right, had him in some serious trouble. I, I, I think you could still see though there was some inexperience because, and I think Bisping sent in a, a tweet, right, and it, and it is the thing because Kasanga was just going for the head, and if he mixed it up a bit more, you know, go for the body shots, shoot, go just. Few more leg kicks, just things like that. It would have probably given him just more opportunity and the ability, maybe, to finish it, right? But that aside, this was a really good performance. A really good performance from Kasanga. So, yeah, mad props, and it'd be real interesting to see. Just how they move him along, you know, because I there's people with like everyone he's gonna fight really has got other, you know, just more fights than him. But do you put him against someone I don't know with a, a, a huge record? Like, yeah, how are they gonna do this? That's gonna be that's the interesting thing. But these prelims were fun. You know what I mean, these premiums were fun. So, and that was a good fight to lead us into the main card, which is now just four fights, right? But, hey, they look like good fights, you know what I mean? Okay, so we start the main card with an interesting fight. Now, Ricardo Lamas was meant to be fighting Ryan Hall, but unfortunately, Hall got injured. So, in steps, Billy Algo. On uh, short notice, uh, this will be Algo making his UFC debut. So it's just like, how is this gonna go, right? 
And the fight starts off and Algo is, he's real loose. You know what I mean? He, he looks relaxed, calm, everything like that. His arms are down, which is always it's a concerning thing, especially when you consider how hard Lama's punches. But, yo, he's cool with it. You know what I mean? And, um, yeah, he's landing well. Right, he's throwing some real good kicks. Um, hits a nice knee to the body. Now, Lamas, he um, he's throwing some calf kicks, everything like that. Now they they get into a bit of an exchange, and um, yeah, Lamas grabs the neck. Right, so you're thinking, ooh, guillotine. But uh, yeah, Algo was able to escape, and um. He he ha- hits a hook in the first that looks like it stuns Lamas. And that was the big thing, right? So Algo, although he was young and fresh, he was putting in work. Like he had a he probably won the first round. So we go into the second. Again, so Lamas, he comes out, he gets an early takedown, but you know, Algo's able to spin out of it, they're back on their feet, and, um, yeah, Algo's just, you know, he's able to tag Lamas, hits a, a knee up the middle that rocks him for sure, you know what I mean, uh, and then they're just doing work like that, it's like, Lamas gets another takedown, but, um, yeah, you know, they're not down for long, so they're just back on the feet, and Algo is, um, yeah, he's doing a real good job, real good job, and you're thinking, yo, he is up too, you know, so coming into the third, Lamas, he needs a stoppage, he needs something, he needs something big, right, and straight away, he gets a takedown, gets a takedown, and he dominates, dominates on the ground, he lands some vicious ground and pound, some elbows, he's just doing work, and there was a few occasions where it looks like, oh, Algo's spinning out, but Lamas just pulls him back in, pulls him back in, just controlled the entire round, to the point where you're thinking, that's probably a 10-8, it's probably a 10-8, now I was thinking that this could have been a draw, but um, yeah, Lama's got the nod, got the nod, um, which, you know, like, I, I would have thought a draw would probably be the... From the, the 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 most reflective of results, but hey, it was a fun fight. It was a real fun fight, you know. Back and forth, you know, we just saw a lot throwing, and even in a loss, I don't think this hurts Algo. You know, I mean, this was a good debut, right? So um, yeah, be interesting to see what he's like moving forward with a full camp, as it were. You know, so, um, you know, after this, we drop down to the ladies' flyweight division, 
And we got Ji Young Kim against Alessa, Alexa Grasso. And one thing I forgot, this was Grasso's flyweight debut. You know, she'd been fighting at strawweight and just putting in work. But she's had a couple of troubles with the scales. So, yeah, she's moved to flyweight. So it's just like, how's she going to be? Right, how is she going to be in this division? Because Kim had the the reach advantage. You know, Kim looked a little bigger. But it was just like, ooh. You know, what's the transition going to be like for Grasso? Gotta say, it was a great transition. You know, this was, man, a, a superb performance from Grasso. Like, one of her best. You know, she was the shorter fighter, had the shorter reach, but she had no problem landing with the jab. You know, she was just in peppering Kim. Like, yeah, you know, the thing was, Kim was countering, right? That was her, that seemed to be Kim's thing, to counter as Grasso came in. And she got a few, but, you know, mainly she was hitting ones or maybe one twos, right? Grasso was coming with combinations, like four, five punch combinations, throwing kicks as well. Yeah, that, you know, Grasso was just putting in work. Now, the second round... She just kind of took over. She was piecing Kim up. And it wasn't until Grasso landed this big hook that just smashed Kim's nose. And you just saw blood just like blah. You know, it wasn't until then that Kim kind of just was like, oh, yeah, I'm in a fight. <laughs> you know, and, and started to do some shit. But even then... Even then, you know, with your Kim trying to push forward, like Grasso just, you know, she was so evasive with the movement. She was hitting this Superman punch combination real well. Like, ah, it, it was just such a good performance. Now, in the third round, funny things, Kim threw a kick. <laughs> like, she just. Didn't throw any kicks. All fight. When you, you know, they, you see throwing up, like, um, the punch kind of charts. So you saw Kim's all to the head. A uh, few to the body, but mainly to the head. Now, Grasso, she, you know, head, body, and legs. She was really mixing it up. And you could see that. Because... Yo, Kim wasn't sure where she, where, you know what I mean, where the punches were coming from. And Grasso rocked Kim several times in the third. You know, it was a big performance. And just, you know what I mean, a, a, a throw down to the rest of the flyweights to be like, listen, I'm here. Recognize people. So yeah, that was, it was a great performance. It was good to see. Real good to see. 
But we're now on the co-main event of the evening Because yeah, only four fights in the main card, right? Um, so we're welterweight And we got Robbie Lawler against Neil Magny Which is a kind of old school, new school situation happening And it was funny, doing um, interviews this week Magny's like, yeah, well, the first gym he joined was one that Lawler owned with um, Matt Hughes Like back in the day So yeah it's kind of You know it's kind of gone full circle Finally got to fight one of his actual idols So the big question was like You mean are we going to What kind of Robbie Lawler are you going to see here Because he has looked a little I don't know, just not this, just not his normal self in the last few fights, you know. So I think that was the big thing, and man, this fight went. I it kind of went the way I was seeing it, right? Magni was able to use his reach, you know, his length. And just his unpredictability Just uh, You know I mean Keep Lawler just Perplexed All the way through Right Now Lawler had tried to go for a takedown early But Magni just Stuffs it Stuffs the takedown And he, he nearly takes Robbie's back Right from standing, he he gets his hook around, jumps up, and yeah, got the back, looking for that real naked. Now Lawler was able to, um, you know, get out of it. Um, and you know, by this time they'd gone to the ground, so yeah, Lawler was able to spin, but he wasn't able to really land any ground and pound. You know, Magni just he tied him up, use and and used the legs and the limp to just keep yeah Lawler at bay. Uh now they were getting into the clinch, and Magni was using his elbows, just hitting elbows and knees. Oh, it was brutal. It was brutal. Uh, towards the end of the round, Magni also got a takedown, and uh, yeah, he, he uh, <laughs> just brutalized Robbie a little bit just before the buzzer. So we're going into the second. Yo, Lola comes out fast, right? He came out fast in the first, but he can't really do anything with it, you know, because Magni, hey, he knows. What's going to happen So he uses his reach Throws out some jabs You know He hit a head kick Hit a head kick And then a takedown <laughs> With a quick transition To the back Right it, it was just Man Seamless Some seamless ass shit You know Magni was He was trying a few different attacks a few different attacks Even went for a twister At some point Which you're kind of feeling 
Are you not going to catch Robbie Lawler with a twister? You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, so, you know, it's a bit back and forth, everything like that. Um, you know, Lawler, he, he's fighting it all off, but he's just not able to do anything. So with about under a minute left, he, Lawler's able to finally get back up. But he eats like knees and elbows in the clinch, right? So even though he's back here, his feet, it's it's not the best place to be, right? It's just not the best place to be. So we're coming into the third, and in Robbie's corner are just like, "Yo, you need to knock him out. You you look like you're you know what I mean in practice. You need to just up things." And to be fair, right, Robbie did. Robbie, you know, he did come out, landed a big hook, right? Big hook. Magni goes down. Like, Lola follows him, but he's just not able to um, get anything off because Magni ties him up. You know, he magnetizes him up. The ref eventually stands them. And, you know, when they're back on their feet, you got Lola trying to push forward, but Magni is just, yeah, again, using the reach, hitting elbows, knees, just all of this, you know, it, and it's just like, uh, it, uh, you know, it was a great performance from Magni, was a really good just all round solid performance. Maybe one of Magni's best, you know? But with Robbie, you just kind of I don't know where he goes from here. You know, he just looked a little bit lost in there. Right? He just didn't he couldn't come up with answers to anything that Magni had. And that seemed very problematic, you know, that really seemed to be an issue, so yeah, I I don't know, don't know, I, I, I can't see him, you know, hanging the gloves up on that performance, I kind of feel that Robbie is probably the type that, you know, feels that he didn't show enough, and he wants at least one more to kind of sail out on, but it's who do, who would you put him against? You know, that's a big question. Now, Magni, man, this definitely opens things up, right? So yeah, be interesting. Who do you who do you put Magni against? I don't think Wonder Boy Thompson is fighting anyone. So hey, maybe that that would be an interesting fight. You know what I mean? But, people, we are now the main event. Alexander Rakic against Anthony Smith. And it's only three rounds. Right? Only three rounds. Bit of a shame. But, the big thing with this is, like, pace-wise, yo, these dudes should just be able to go. Yo, did you think, in that last fight, Smith... Hey, he only got tired in the third. 
You know what I mean? So, hey, he could put on that same pace, right? He could still do that, what he did. Because it's only free now. So, yeah, it was just like, what sort of fight are we going to get right here, you know? So they both come out just kick heavy. Throwing a lot of leg kicks. Rackage throws a few to the body. But yeah, it's mainly leg kicks. Now, Rackage throws a heavy kick. It kind of turns Smith. He then throws another kick to the back of Smith's leg. And Smith just buckles. Goes down. Rackage jumps on top. And Ace starts to... You know, drop some friggin' bombs on him. Um, yeah, and he's just, you know, he's he's working, working the body, everything like that. Now, Smith is kind of, he's curled up, he's got a leg, right? And you kind of wonder what he's doing, because he's not doing anything for a while. It, it looks weird. Then suddenly, like... Smith just, this big shot of energy, pushes Rackage back, transitions to the back, and he's hunting for a rear naked, but he gets a little high, gets a little high, Rackage is able to shake him off, Um. so yeah, now Rackage is back on top, and he's dropping ground and pound. So, yeah, man, you know what I mean? Rackage takes that first round, and you just kind of think, hmm, how much damage did Smith take? You know what I mean? What's he going to be like in the second, right? So, again, they both come out, throwing a lot of leg kicks. Smith lands a big right, you know? And it doesn't quite rock Rackage, but, hey, it was a good shot, you know? Um... So they're trading a bit. Smith gets a body lock. And he tries to um, get it to the ground. But Rackage just seems to power Smith off him. Right? Smith falls back. Rackage lands on top. And it's back to the ground and pound. Back to the ground and pound. You know? Which isn't good. Isn't good. Because Smith just doesn't seem to be able to, you know, get away from it. So you're thinking going into the third, Smith is down too. Right? So third round. Now Rackage, again, he's hitting those big leg kicks. Goes to the body. Um... You know, trying for the head, can't quite connect with the head. Now, Smith, he's, um, you know, he's, he's trying to hustle inside. He does get a body lock, tries to get Rackage to the floor. Now, have to say, right, because the referee tells him not to. He's just like, oh, get your fingers out the fence. But it's just like, by that time, it's a bit too late. Right, it's always a bit weird in those positions because if you can, if you see that someone has used a fence to stop the person from taking them down, start it on the ground. 
You know, you have to just class it as they were taken down. Because, hey, they probably would have been if they didn't use the fence. But anyway, so he, he's able to not go down. And, um, yeah, so Smith go, but Smith falls back. Rackage now on top. More ground and pound. And that was the fight. Right, Smith was trying, but just couldn't seem to get anything off. Like, Rackage just seemed stronger, and he seemed more thirsty for it. You know, like, and it's not to say that Smith came in just looking terrible. He didn't look terrible, but he just couldn't implement anything that, you know, he, he wanted to. Right, and... In those 50-50 moments, Rackage always won, you know, so this was a huge win for Rackage, and yes, not the best for um, Smith, now, I don't think it's over for him, but I think he needs to work a few things out, you know, look at strategy and just think, okay, if this isn't working, what do I go to next? You know, because he, he seemed a bit lost at times. But, hey, we had some fun friggin', fun friggin' fights, man. Fun friggin' fights. Now, with the um, bonuses and everything like that, Ricardo Lamas and Bill Ager got fight of the night, which, yeah. Most deaf. It was a great fight. You know, performance of the night, Sean Brady, free submission of Christian Aguilera, and Mallory Martin for her submission of Hannah Cypher. And yeah, for sure. They you know all great performances. So um yeah, that was it, people. Um, so, <laughs> you know, this, hey, it don't stop, so next week we've got Overeen v, um, Saki, you know, which, pff, uh, that's gonna be a good one, so yeah, looking forward to that, people, looking forward to that. Yo, so Sunday, man, submission underground, seven Team, oh, this was interesting. This was real interesting. So a lot of the fights went how I thought. Hey, there was some new things thrown up. I didn't even know there was a gi match. You know what I mean? They threw that one in, so that was cool. Um, yeah, but we we saw some. Oh shit, we saw some skill. So it started off. With um, Chase Davis against, uh, what was my man's name? Kyle Hinkle. Oh, this was a quick one. This was a real quick, you know, like Davis, he came in hot. Came in hot, was looking for something. You know, there were um, a few reversals going back and forth. I mean, one person had dominance, the other one did. It it was kind of crazy like that. And then we got to a bit, and it looked like Hinkle was going for some sort of leg lock. 
You know what I mean? He 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 had top and yeah, looked like ah yo ended up that it was Davis who um got the heel hook. You know what I mean? And um yeah, was quick, just over a minute. That was a fast, fun fight. Man, yeah. So then we went into the gi match, right? So we had Nick Maximoff against Aaron Teagues. And um now Cheryl was kept on saying this during the uh during the fight that it was a fast paced you know gi fight. And I'd say the la- I feel the last gi fight that I've saw was Polaris. And yeah, this was a lot quicker. Like the real big thing was it was attack heavy. They were going back and forth trying to get the chokes. And I think the the funny thing about the gi is that you you see a position that looks innocuous, right? Because you're used to no gi. So you see a position, you just think, oh, I don't know. He's just holding him there. And then suddenly one man's tapping and you're like, wait, what? Yeah, because... You, you forget to pay attention And it's just like Yo, he's gripping the gi And pulling it So yeah, T got a uh, He got essentially A rear naked choke On um, on Maximoff But using the gi uh, Which is yeah, Fascinating Like, man, it's been It feels like a while since I rolled into the gi I, I probably, you know, I should get back to it But, um, yeah, it was fun But, yeah, this came in um, overtime, you know Well, actually, it wasn't, isn't, I mean, I'd probably say it was a collar choke Rather than a rear naked choke I feel they're essentially the same, same type of thing, you know But, yeah, it was in the, um, just the first innings of overtime uh, because they kind of stifled themselves in the um, in the main match, and I have to say, five minutes just isn't enough. You know what I, mean? I really want Chael to add more time. Ten minutes, ten minute matches, that would be fun. It give people enough time to really throw down. You know what I mean? But um, yeah. I mean, obviously, it would make the night longer. So there is that, I guess But, you know, sometimes you just want to, you know what I mean, just see things flow, right? Um, so then we had Philip Swartz against Frank Rosenthal Which was, hey, another fun fight But another fight that really didn't go that long Really didn't go that wrong You know, Rosenthal, he came out He attacked the legs um, And he was really Going for stuff You know uh, But yeah, there was a Just a, a crazy transition And he ends up with an Arm bar it was fun It was a good fight You know what I mean, I enjoyed that but then we, who did we go to next? We had uh, Sid Scrub um, against Pierre. 
Urch Pierre Oliver Legek. Um, yeah, this was a good fight. This was a good fight, you know. Uh, very, you know, like Oliver or Pio, you know, he came out, he was looking for the legs, but a scrub, he's he had good defenses. He had real good defences. He did try a few things himself, but mainly in the main f- in the main five minutes, it was um, Pierre Oliver who was who was the aggressor, who was the one really just pushing for shit. Uh, they stifled each other. It went to overtime, and Oliver got a rear naked choke. In the first inning. And it's slightly different. Because he, he went off a different angle. Went off a different angle. And he kind of used his shoulder. Instead of the arm. As the choke. So. Yeah. It was interesting. It was definitely. In, it was something that you see. And you were like. Oh. I would like to try that. Yeah. Like to try that shit But yeah that was fun That was fun Um, So yeah then we got to the main card Main card And it started off with PJ Birch Against Ethan Krenlinson Um, Which Yeah like both of these dudes Super high level You know what I mean Super high level Super talented And um Yo so I kind of You know like Krenlinson He came out attacking first But you know PJ He's kind of sitting back You know Letting Krenlinson do his thing And then he springs in You know what I mean Looking for those openings Looking for those opportunities He then grabbed the leg Tried to do a thing Krenenson was able to fight it off uh, And then the, you know, five minutes ended with Krenenson trying to attack So he went to overtime right? Neither was able to do anything in the first innings But Krenenson pulled off a rear naked choke In the uh, the second um, yeah, the second quadrant, as it were, but, man, it, it was, ah, it was complex, you know, I mean, they were both really, you know, I mean, trying a thing, man, it was fun, it was a lot of fun, but then we went to, uh, you know, Roberto Jimenez against Jesse Taylor, and, um, yeah, you know, Taylor being the bigger dude, the wrestler, you know, it was just like, how is this going to go, right? And, um, you know, Taylor took, got top position, but Jimenez, you know, he, he attacks well off the bottom. Now, an interesting thing that Taylor did was... Turn Jimenez into the cage Right 
which then would prevent Jimenez from, you know, being able to get certain twerk, being able to um, manipulate in a certain way, you know, shut off certain attacks, which was interesting. But he he didn't, like, Jimenez didn't really move, but it didn't stay in that position, and Taylor didn't, you know, he didn't seem to try and keep it there. Right, but uh, Jimenez is super squirrely, just always moving, always looking for something. Right, and man, the way this the way this ended, it was, oh, I was crazy interesting. So Jimenez was throwing up the legs, right, throwing up the legs, and he had a triangle, had a triangle, but. Obviously, you know what I mean, Taylor, it's like, this ain't his first rodeo, so he, you know, backed up out of it, but Jimenez grabbed the head, grabbed the head, flipped the hips, and hit an armbar, ah, it was so sweet to watch, it was just effortless Effortless And he didn't have like perfect alignment or anything like that So it's just a, a little readjustment of the leg Using that to get the pressure We just saw little tweaks Man, it was good it, Yeah, it was real good Real fun fight So that then led us in to um ah, who is Ben Eagley against Richie Martinez and um yeah it's always fun always fun watching Martinez um you know what I mean do his thing in there so I feel you know with the first one Martinez you know, he, he was playing the bottom game, but that's the game, like, Martinez seems to like, right? You know, it kind of allows him to get the subs he wants, right? So, Ige, he was defending well. Um, He tried for a heel hook at, towards the end of the five. Didn't get it. So, it went to overtime, and, um, yeah, Martinez was able to get an armbar. And, um, yeah, it was just, man, it was great. It was, it was it, because it was just the way he did it. So he started in Spiderweb, obviously. But he used the legs, right? So the, the thing was, you know, there's a lot of times people move the legs and they lose position. But Martinez, he moved the leg to kind of man, get some separation and then apply pressure. It, it was just, yeah, it was good, man. It was a good move. Like, you could see that Ige tried to do the same thing. But because, you know what I mean, like... Martinez got the arm bar in seven seconds. 
seven motherfucking seconds. It's just like, yeah, that's a difficult fucking time to beat. You know what I mean? And um, yeah, they couldn't. So uh, yeah, that was done. But yeah, it was a good fight. We then go into the co-main event. We had Jillian Savage Robertson against Amanda Lewin. You know, and um, yeah, it was just like, oh, how is this going to go? Right, because Lewin is, she's a killer. She is a straight-up killer. And Robinson is, you know, we've seen her get submissions in the UFC. But it's just like, will it? how will that transition across? And, hey, I have to say, Robinson really held her own. Really held her own. I mean, Lewison was just, you know, just so skilled. So skilled So it was a lot of Like going for shit Avoiding Being able to uh, You know see what the other was doing It was fun It was a fun five minutes Of them just Yeah trying a lot of shit So it went to overtime And um Yeah Lawson was able to get the armbar finish So yeah, that was that But then that leads us into the main event So, Craig Jones Trying to get that title off Mason Fowler And, um, yeah, this was Hey, you know, the main fight was It was kind of similar The main fight was kind of similar Both Trying to implement their game But they're both just so well matched That, you know, like You you always kind of figured no one is going to get it in the five minutes So this would be one of those ones where you think Alright, at least ten would be good You know, because five minutes No one is snatching anything in that time so it went to the overtime, right? And last time out, Jones was able to escape a lot quicker than um, Fowler had been up until the verbal submission, right? This time out, though, no, that was not the case. Jones... Like Fowler even he, he was able to get that body triangle Real quick And Jones just couldn't Yeah just couldn't escape You know So it, it went to the third innings Right the third innings And um, Yeah there was It was just So many just little kind of Adjustments and maneuvers And things like that and uh, yeah, Fowler was able to. It's like, he got a re, he got the rear naked. I think it was more of a crank. I, I, I can't remember if it was fully under the chin, or if it was kind of a cross. But yeah, Fowler got it, which kind of solidifies everything, man. You know what I mean? So Fowler, Mason Fowler. Is a submission underground OJ. 
You know what I mean? He he's the big dog wearing the belt. So um hey. You know what I mean? I, I wonder if these dudes will match up again down the line. Who knows? Hey, they're both gonna compete on the next submission, which will be I think I said the third of October. So uh, yeah. I, you know it's a bit a bit sucky that we don't get a September event, but you know, it is what it is. But the third of October, man. Um, yeah, so looking forward to that one. Um, yeah, I don't know if there's any more submission events coming up. Well, ones coming up that are gonna be easy to view anyway. Uh, but yeah, if there are. Gonna check them out for sure, but yeah, fun submission underground as always. But Chow needs to do something about the mother fucking colors. It's ah, uh, it's infuriating when both people come in wearing black and they kind of look similar, and you're just like, ah, oh, fuck, which who is girl. We need a fight kit. We need a fucking fight kit. So, um, yeah. I'm gonna see if we can harass Sonnen and see if we can get that shit popping. But, um, yeah, that's it, people. That is it. Okay, people. So, we're coming to the end of another episode. But before we do, let's take a look and see what's happening. Fight wise, well, <laughs> it's not a UFC event without some changes right now. And I'm um, at the weekend coming, you know, we got the Overing Saki card. Well, Brian Kelleher was meant to be fighting Ricky Simone. One of Ricky Simone's cornermen tested positive for COVID, so he's been pulled from the card. Kelleher will now be fighting Kevin Nativatidad. Nativadad. Yeah, I think that's it. So that's happening. Now, on the 19th, Miguel Beza is going to be fighting Mickey Gore. So that'd be interesting. On the 3rd of October. Charles Jordan is scheduled to fight Joshua Colibro. Um, also on that card, Nico Montana. You know, she um, was meant to be fighting Julia Avela next week, but she tested positive for COVID, so she is now fighting Avelia on the 3rd of October. Um, on the 17th of October, we've got, it seems like it's official, Brian Ortega against the Korean Zombie. Um, then at UFC 254, Umar Numamegodov will be fighting Sergei Morozo. And on the 7th of November, Felipe Colaraz will be fighting Gustav Lopez. 
So right now, that's what's going down, but hey, you know there's gonna be changes. So yeah, I don't know, we'll just wait and see. But there's fights every week, people, so you know, whatever. I don't care, as long as there's fights. And remember, it's Contender Series tomorrow, so we will be touching base on Wednesday, people. Enjoy the action. Peace.